0: Chapter 4 of The Queen of Appalachia. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Queen of Appalachia by Joe H. Borders. Chapter 4 To Meet at Last. Paul had just entered the reading room at his hotel when a gentleman came in and approached him. Are you Mr. Thornton? he asked. "'That is my name, yes, sir,' replied Paul. "'What can I do for you?' "'Mr. Norton begged me to place this letter in your hands immediately,' replied the gentleman, handing Paul the message. "'Thank you,' he replied, taking the letter and breaking the seal. The letter was not lengthy, and when he finished he glanced at the gentleman who still remained near the door. "'Is there an answer?' he asked Paul. "'Yes. Stay here while I go to the office,' replied Paul, making his exit. "'Hang the luck!' exclaimed Paul half aloud. $300 $300 is a pretty big bond for so small an offence. I have but 50 with me, and I doubt if I can get the other 50 going towards the office. The clerk explained that it was against the rules of the house to make loans to guests, and Paul was sore distressed, so much, in fact, that the night clerk took note of it. He turned his footsteps in the direction of the reading room, but presently returned to the clerk, who was alone, and explained the situation. The night clerk heard him out, and asked him a number of questions, which Paul answered to his satisfaction. "'I think I can arrange the matter,' finally concluded the clerk. "'Bring your messenger here.' While Paul went for the gentleman who brought the letter, the night clerk called a detective close at hand, and he had fully explained matters ere Paul returned. "'What is your friend's name, Mr. Thornton?' asked the night clerk as he approached. "'Norton,' answered Paul. "'I will send a note down to the chief of police, which will be all that is necessary. "'Will you take it down, sir?' addressing the courier and being answered in the affirmative he hastily wrote a brief note sealed and addressed and handed it to the stranger who made his exit in hot haste but if the messenger was in a hurry and made good time out of the astor house neighbourhood the keen-eyed detective was equally active and never let the man escape his eagle eyes keeping at a safe distance so as to escape identity and suspicion until they had reached a certain section of the city that compelled the detective to change his appearance which was but the work of a moment and done without losing sight of his man now i have you dead to rights old man said the detective again taking up the shadow and following in its wake along about two o'clock that night there was a ring at the astor house telephone is that you creighton yes this is Slynn, the detective tell your guest that i have his two hundred and to appear in court to-morrow at nine o'clock and help us send his friend and pals up for a few years where they will be out of the reach of country cousins good night when Paul was informed of the fate of his Cincinnati friend, he was dumbfounded. He refused to prosecute the bunco Steerer, who thus escaped a long term in prison, while Paul avoided publicity. It was a lesson that he will not soon forget. When the detective met him next day and returned the $200, he was liberally rewarded. He insisted that Paul appear and prosecute, but no amount of coaxing could induce him to air the case in court. The clerical stranger, explained the detective, was the advance agent of the smooth-faced duck, both representatives of the second-rate variety hall you gave yourself away to cooper who in turn gave it to norton and between them steered you into the wine-room they played you for a sucker thornton and you will do well to make new acquaintances slowly well they found the sucker all right laughed paul i plead guilty to being a green country yawp but the experience is worth every cent it cost i am not kicking the next fellow that comes along professing to know me i will inform him in the language of the gentleman from kansas city I'm from Missouri, and you'll have to show me. How well Paul kept his new resolution will be learned by following him the next few days. In his sober moments that evening, his mind went back to Princeton, and to the woman who was responsible for his presence here. He brought May's last letter along, and while reading it again it occurred to him to write her. He was one of those impulsive creatures who no sooner said a thing than it was done, and a half hour later he had posted a brief note to May Temple, Brooklyn, at the address given him, in substance as follows. Dear May, I have a surprise for you. I will be in the city a few days with headquarters at the Astor House. While I would dearly love to meet you, I will not insist, and will simply ask you to write me here, with best wishes, etc. The letter reached May safely, and she replied promptly, assuring Paul that if a satisfactory arrangement for a meeting place could be made, she would be delighted to keep the appointment. Call me up by telephone, Brooklyn 3904, and we can discuss the matter concluded the letter my kingdom for a telephone murmured paul as he pocketed the precious letter and started for a long-distance telephone station which he happily found near at hand it was the custom among the runners for wholesale houses in those days to entertain visiting buyers and there was usually a scramble among the boys for this special privilege two days on the market gave paul quite an extensive acquaintance among the fraternity so when he emerged from the dining hall early on the third morning a dozen welcoming hands laid hold of him each trying to outdo the other in greeting the young merchant accompanied with the drummer's usual whole-souled smiles that spoke as loudly as their words of reception paul was on to the boys by this time however finding by observation that although as a class they were jolly fellows their main object in courting friendship was after all a cold-blooded business proposition and but for the fact that he was gaining valuable points and an introduction into the leading houses through them he would have avoided the hungry crowd that swarmed after him from morn till night in the entertaining circle was a young man paul had met the first day of his arrival an old acquaintance he knew in cincinnati by the name of bob Myers, who was now in charge of the notion department of a large dry goods establishment in new york bob had proved his friendship for paul before they met in new york and the accidental meeting now was especially pleasant while bob recognized the tale of the former acquaintance in a business way yet he had taken a fancy to paul and his friendship was the genuine article as the latter expressed it paul had told bob of his experience with the bunco gang and had also confided in him regarding his unknown correspondent therefore it was bob that he sought on this special morning he managed to get rid of his camp followers in a short time by saying he had an engagement at coney island all day he promised each one to look him up on the morrow and he was soon pouring into Bob's ears a delightful little story. "'You are to meet her at eight o'clock this evening?' eagerly inquired Bob. "'Promptly at eight, said Paul, smiling. "'Over in Brooklyn, I suppose?' "'No, on the New York end of the Brooklyn Bridge,' Paul replied. "'That is an interesting point,' said Bob. "'It is the favourite rendezvous, the trysting place for New York lovers. "'Gosh, I would give a month's salary to witness your first meeting.' "'Then accept a complimentary ticket for a front seat with my compliments,' said Paul." You don't mean it, Thornton. I will break an engagement with our best girl to accept. I can hardly wait. Shall I meet you here, say, at 7.30? I will be here on time, old boy. The day will seem a week long. You say you two have been corresponding for years and never met? Sounds like a fairy tale. The romancer will have to take a seat in the gallery. Well, I must be off. Drop in today if you have time. So long. End of chapter four. Recording by Julian Pratley.